Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. All right, if you got a Bible, you can go ahead and turn to uh, Matthew chapter 1. Hey, it's in the, look at this, it's snowing in Florida. Can you imagine that? Isn't that great? You can leave that up, you can leave that up. It's snowing in Florida, that's good. I, I have this, uh, it's Christmas season. Does it feel like Christmas season? Because we even had a cold day again this week. Did you run your heat at all? I ran my heat this week, like a good Floridian. I talked to my friend Cameron in uh, Michigan. It's, uh, he said it's a warm 52 that day, and he was in shorts and a sweater. He was so excited to go riding his motorcycle in the cold, or the warmth, as he called it. It got up to 50-something, and I said, that's insane. Uh, we don't have heat here, so you just got to worship, right, to work up the heat. I, I want to thank everybody who's joining us online for our online church, those who can't get out, those who are, uh, who are just gathering around. Can we give it up for everybody who's watching online? I want to encourage you who are online to lean in to what God is doing today. I want to encourage you to not just, you know, when we were all locked down for several months and we were watching church online, it's easy to just sit there or maybe... Uh, you know, do the dishes while you're watching church. I want you to focus and I want you to lean in and I want you to engage in what God is doing here today, man. And I want to encourage us together. Uh, we're wearing masks, maybe online you're not, but maybe your family's a little sus and you are wearing a mask with them while watching the service. Lean in either way. And I want you to just, I want you to just, uh, just try to get what God is, is doing today. Engagement is for our benefit. Uh, and if you can come to church, I want to encourage you to come to church because engagement is for our Amen. benefit. Just Amen. connecting with one another. And, and if you can't come here physically, be sure to be faithful online. Maria talked about how her life group was such a source of life for her. And, and God is doing something in our services the last several weeks. Have you felt it? He's beginning to move. Something is beginning to happen. And uh, just being here in the room, God is, is ministering us by His Spirit. Well, I want to get into the word as I'm already running late. Uh, Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. You know the story. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed or engaged to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. She was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. I want you to take notice here of the role of Holy Spirit in this scripture. We talk so much in this Christmas time about the birth of Jesus, and rightfully so. But I want you to see the Godhead at work here. So she was pregnant by Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her, is of the Holy Spirit. Conceived of the Holy Spirit. She'll bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and she shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep, and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, 
and called his name Jesus. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. I want to talk today about Christmas miracles. Christmas miracles. Can you say amen? amen. Christmas miracles. And now we're going to look at this, 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 this passage in the Bible, and we're going to unpack a couple layers of truth over the next couple weeks. And what I want to encourage you to do is lean in with a heart of expectation. I want you to lean in with a heart of expectation. I want you to lean in and believe God for the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit in this season. Amen. Listen, 2020 has been a hard year. It's, it's been a difficult year, but I don't want you to write off 2020. I don't want you to give up on 2020 and, and just be ready for 2021. I don't want to just phone in the rest of this year. I don't want to waste any weeks of my life to the attack of the enemy through sickness. I want you to lean in and I want you to end the year in faith. Oh, well, let's, let's go into the new year, not hoping for faith, but actually going into the new year with faith. Let me ask you a question today. Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in the supernatural? Do you believe in God coming and, and, and interrupting our lives with a supernatural move by His Spirit? You know, miracles are, 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 are breaking into our reality with God's reality. It's God breaking into our natural with His natural, which is by definition supernatural. It, you, there's, there, there's God interrupting our lives with the kingdom of heaven. And if you're like me, I feel like there's a lot that could be interrupted right now by God. There's a lot of things that I would like to see God interrupt with his supernatural. Amen. I could use some supernatural interruptions in what's going on in my life, in our city, in our nation. Amen. There, there's things that I want God to interrupt. There's a pandemic I, I wish that he would interrupt. But even more close to home, there may be cycles in your life that you wish God would come in and interrupt. There may be patterns in your generations that you would like God to come in and interrupt. There's maybe a family legacy that you're believing for God to come in and interrupt. Maybe life cycles that you would like God to come in and interrupt what has become your family's normal. You'd like God's supernatural normal to come in and interrupt the cycles in your life and do a miracle. God promised that he would restore what the locust stole. And, 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 and this is what this miraculous is in our life. The Lord is going to, we believe, come in and restore some things that the enemy has stolen in 2020. We, we've lost some things in this year. We've lost some things in this season. And we're looking for a restoration by God. I don't want to go back to how things used to be. I want things to go back to how God originally intended it. I don't want to just go back to how I had things. I want to go to God's supernatural plan from the beginning. I don't believe any of this was part of God's plan. I believe God gave us an opportunity to react to some of these things so that we could be his plan on the earth. But I don't believe God sent coronavirus. I don't believe he sent family curses. I don't believe that he sent poverty. I don't believe he sent what's happening in the politics of our nation. I don't believe any of that is from God, but I do believe God has a plan in the midst of it. And I believe if we allow Holy Spirit to be Holy Spirit, there'll be a supernatural interruption in this season. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. We need a supernatural move of God in this season. 
Amen. We need a supernatural move of God. We need miracles today now more than ever. Miracles aren't just for yesterday. They are for always. Let me tell you, God sets the world straight through miracles. God interrupts the natural through His miracle. And here in this Christmas season, it's so often to focus on the miracle of Jesus that we miss the miracle-working God who birthed Jesus in the womb of the Virgin Mary. We can miss the bigger picture of the God of miracles and staring at the one miracle gift of Jesus. Now, if you're going to stare at one miracle gift, Jesus is the one to stare at. Amen. Uh, but, but we want to see the bigger picture of what God is doing in us and through us through miracles. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. You believe in miracles, we say, yes? Let me ask you the second question I have. Are you believing for miracles? Many of us believe in miracles. We believe in the God of miracles. Many people would say that I believe that God did miracles. I believe that God parted the Red Sea or that God rescued Joshua or that God uh, healed uh, a loved one or maybe back in the day did miracles to prove that the Bible is true, or maybe in a third world country, you've seen miracles, or maybe people would believe that where they don't have enough education, God is still doing miracles because they can't understand the doctrines of the Bible. But I, I want to ask, they, they, they say they believe in miracles, but they don't necessarily believe for miracles. There's a difference between believing in miracles and believing for miracles. It does not take faith to believe in miracles. It takes faith to believe for miracles. Maybe, maybe you did believe. Maybe you believed uh, or you wanted to believe and you saw someone else get the miracle you were hoping for. Maybe, maybe you're asking in this season, well, where is God in my life? Where I saw him rescue someone else's children and bring them back, but maybe you didn't experience it in your children or he saved someone else's business, but he didn't save your business. Or maybe you knew someone or you heard the testimony who getting sick with cancer and they came back, but maybe your loved one did not. Maybe someone has flouted mask rules and they didn't get sick, but your loved one was very careful and they, get, they did get sick. And you're saying, where is God? What, what happens to God? Why wasn't he in my miracle? And, and we have to make a decision. Either we're going to stand in faith despite what we see, or we're going to refuse what God wants us to do, and we are not going to see what God wants us to see. We have to either stand in faith, believing in the God of miracles and supernatural, and refuse to allow what we see as defining our faith. We have to make a decision that God is not only the God of miracles, but He wants me to believe for miracles, and I'm going to continue to believe for miracles until God tells me something else. And we have to stand firm on what God told us to believe for. Amen. We have to believe in the face of the impossible. Yes. When we lose faith or we lack faith, it leads to disappointment. And disappointment just creates just scar tissue over our faith. It, it separates it from the world. It protects it, but it protects it in a bubble. It's like a callus that works over our faith. And yeah, maybe it's still there, but it's protected behind so many layers of scar tissue that it never gets to actually work again. You say, absolutely, I have faith in miracles, but it keeps us from having faith 
four miracles. Today, I believe God wants us to recognize this. We, we may not know the timing of our miracle, as my friend Terry says. We may not know the timing of our miracle. We may not know the timing of God's miracle, but you know the God of the miracle. You may not know when God's going to do it, but you know the God who does do it. And He is still the God of miracles. Can you say amen? God intervenes. He intervenes in life to set things right. He comes to intervene in our lives to set things the way He wanted them to be. Listen, there's disappointment all over each of our lives. And if I'm honest with you, there's disappointment in my life. And I have to myself be cognizant of the testimonies of what God has done. Otherwise, the loudest voice in my heart will be disappointment. The loudest voice in my heart can be the failure. The loudest voice in my heart can be where God didn't come through where I expected Him to come through. And so I have to continue to, to, to tend the garden of testimony so I can remember what God has done to keep that faithfulness alive in my life that I won't give myself over to doubt. I won't take the disappointment as the most proving thing in my life. Listen, it takes absolutely no faith to be the person of doubt. It's easy to see how things are going to fail. It's easy to see what could go wrong. I want to be the person who sees what can go right. I want to be the person who has expectations that, yes, there's only a 10% chance, but there's still a chance. You're telling me there's still a chance. God doesn't need 50% chance. God doesn't need 90% chance. God needs barely any chance at all. He needs a mustard seed of faith to work and do complete miracles in your life. I love the testimony of Josh when he said, you know, I was believing. I saw all these baby dedications. And I've heard people walk away from God for less disappointment than that. I've seen people walk away from God because maybe their housing fell through or a relationship didn't work out. And then all of a sudden, the disappointment in God is bigger than any testimony that God ever did in their life. Let that not be so among us. Amen? Amen. I want to protect that. I don't want to protect my disappointment by, by, by dialing back faith. I, 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 want to, I want my faith to be alive and active. I want His miracle working power to be the loudest voice in my heart. Faith is active. Faith is working all the time. Faith is moving and looks for possibilities in your life. Faith doesn't have to look like glitter from the sky or butterflies in your stomach. Faith just says that what I see right now is not the end of the story. What I see right now is not the end of what's going to happen. Now, if, if, you're, if you're maybe a Miami Hurricanes fan or a Florida Gators fan today, faith says, that's not the end of the story, what I saw this Saturday. Amen. Amen. There's more coming in the name of Jesus. God breaks into our story with His story. That's what faith is. That's what a miracle is. When God looks at our natural story and He comes in and just supernaturally supplants our story with His story, in an instant. He doesn't have to have an interlude. He doesn't have to work us up to it. He just can come, and when you turn the page, there's a new story unfolding in our lives, and it's called a miracle. Amen. 
And when I look at the Christmas story, it is drenched in the supernatural workings of God. It's all over this story. The Christmas story is the story of miracles. It is the story of miracles. It's not just a Christmas miracle. It's Christmas miracles. The story of Christmas, if it's a story of miracles, why not believe for a miracle this season? Why not believe for a miracle right here in this season, Christmas season, 2020? How about ending the year believing God for miracles right now? Amen? Amen. We studied the book of Luke, and if you remember, Luke is split into two sections. There was the book of miracles and the book of glory, the book of signs and the book of glory. And we see that the miracles of God lead to the glory of God. You remember the cosmos, as they called it, the cosmos, the the miracles of God set the universe in right order. It puts God's story in the midst of natural stories. As we read the the story of the birth of Jesus, just a rough count. I see 10 different times with six different people that the miraculous, the supernatural breaks into the story. And just the telling that we see here, we see John the Baptist and Mary and Elizabeth and Zechariah and Simeon and later Jesus himself have these supernatural, miraculous encounters and occurrences in their lives. I want to touch on one very quickly. I'm trying. I'm looking at the clock here. Turn with me to Luke chapter 2, if you would. We don't hear a lot about this in the Christmas story, but there's a man named Simeon, like I said. Luke chapter 2, verse 25 says, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. You see the Spirit at work again. The miraculous work of the Holy Spirit in this story. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. That's how I want to come to church, amen? I want to come in the Spirit into the temple. Hallelujah. And he came, into the, he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when he, when he, when, hold on. Stumbling over my own words here. Here we go. Ready? Amen. And it had been revealed to him by Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him in his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Rembrandt did a painting about this. It's such an amazing, amazing, amazing story of this man who was faithful to what God had told him until he saw it. The Spirit was upon him. And you may say, man, God, you anointed me, and why am I not seeing the things that you have seen? I've had these encounters with you, and you promised me things, and I haven't gotten the miracle Yet, take, take heart in Simeon. If Simeon, if Simeon did not believe God, he would not have been there that day and seen the Lord's Christ and prophesied the salvation of the Gentiles. Simeon in his later age, come on. He was faithful to God. He didn't allow disappointment to overwhelm his life. He stayed faithful 
Some think the Holy Spirit is spontaneous and as soon as you hear something, it's going to happen and angels are going to sing and things are going to break out. But there were ancient prophecies about who Jesus would be, about what the Spirit would do. There was people who were faithful to God, faithful to the vision, faithful in their service. Simeon didn't give up. He didn't stop serving in the house of God because things didn't work out exactly how they thought they would be. He stayed faithful in his service and that prepared him to see the miracle of God. I want to encourage you if you're online or if you can't come in or if you're here in person that you continue to serve the Lord. There's service areas all over this house where you can stay faithful to God in this season as he continues to tend the garden of your heart. As you can stay connected to faith. As you connected to what God is doing in the house of God. And you can, be, you can continue to serve into that call until the appointed day and time of the Lord. That his Christ would appear in your life. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do a miracle here myself and run through these five points in six minutes. Why do we need miracles? Why, why, why would a God need to use miracles? I'm gonna, five things, if you're taking notes, I'm going to kind of rush through these because... You've kept me too long. Number one, God uses miracles to reveal his nature. He, he wants to show us who he is. In Hebrews chapter 3, 14, For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. God's, God is faithful. And he wants us to hold fast onto our faith so he can reveal his nature in us. If you get a touch from God, don't, don't, don't downplay it. Don't dismiss it. Don't think it was emotionalism. Don't think that you somehow had a moment. You did have a moment. It was an open window to the heavens and maybe you just got a glimpse, but hold on to that glimpse so that the curtain can be fully open. You'll see it all the way. God gives us a little to see if we're faithful with it. And if we're faithful with the little he gives us, then he gives us much. We need to stay faithful. Amen. Number two, God uses miracles to manifest his glory. He uses miracles to manifest His glory. That manifest, it means that He goes from the spiritual realm into the natural realm. It's manifested in our presence. Jesus was a manifestation of God in the flesh. And God uses miracles to manifest His glory. In, 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 in the Bible, the word there, glory, is kabod. It's the weighty glory. It, it, it's, it's heavy. And, and I think there are heavy things in this world that need the weighty presence of God upon them. There are social issues. There are justice issues. There are righteousness issues that need some weight upon them. We need to wait upon the weighty presence of God so they can tip the scales towards righteousness. Can you say amen? The world around us is it's, it's different than the kingdom of God. And God comes in with miracles to show this natural realm what His glory looks like. In Hebrews... Jesus, Jesus, he says that, that he is the radiance of God. He is the radiance of the glory of God. And that's what miracles do. They radiate the glory of God in Hebrews 1.3. I think I have it, actually. Yes. And, and he is the radiance of the glory in the exact representation of God's nature. This is what miracles do when they break in. Are, 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 you, are you following along with me here? Yes. Number three, miracles attest to the salvation of the Lord. Miracles attest to His salvation. In the New Testament, the, the Greek word for miracle is sign. And signs, of course, don't point to themselves. They 
point to something else. And the miracles of the Lord point towards the salvation of God. Many people, through the ministry of people in this church, many people have come to know the Lord because they experienced the miracle of God. Now the miracle doesn't point to the miracle worker. The miracle points to God who empowers a miracle worker. Amen. If you've experienced the presence of God, that is a miracle and it points to the life of Jesus and by His Spirit who is present here with us even today. Holy Spirit can't just be, um, can't just be what, what we blame encounters on. We, we can't, he can't just be the goosebumps I feel when worship is good. He, he can't just be uh, just, just he, uh, healings or, or revelation. Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. He is God with us. He is God who reveals Jesus Christ who leads us to the Father. It is part of the Godhead. He is the triune three in one, present among us in spirit, who works miracles from the spirit realm because God is spirit into the natural realm that we live in. He is a God of miracles. Excuse me, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says in Hebrews 2.4, God also testifying with them both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to His will. Some of you, just the fact that you're here today is a miracle. Just the fact that you've come from where you were to where you are is a miracle. Can you say amen? You can attribute to the miracle working power of God in your life. Oh, I'm doing good here in time. God uses miracles to hold the kingdom of darkness at bay. He uses miracles to hold back darkness. There's lots of terror and darkness in the story of the birth of Jesus. Uh, they killed the firstborn uh, 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 to try to kill Jesus and stop the plan of salvation in the earth. And an angel came to Joseph and he said, hey, take the child and flee to Egypt. It was helping Mary and Joseph hold darkness at bay. And they fled the great murder of the firstborn into Egypt. And then an angel came back to them and said, hey, it's time to go back to Israel because the king had died. And God is a God of miracles who keeps darkness away through miracles. Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, surely, surely the kingdom of God is among you. He does Miracles to hold back darkness and bring in his kingdom. Joseph had three separate angelic visitations in his gospel. And miracles look crazy. They look bizarre because they are the kingdom of heaven breaking into this current realm. And he had showed up time and again for Mary and Joseph and Simeon and uh, and, 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 and Elizabeth, and he's going to continue showing up in your life. Can you say amen? He's going to continue showing up, giving you wisdom to keep the darkness at bay. He's going to continue showing up in miraculous to give you wisdom beyond what you could even understand. Can you say amen? Finally, God uses miracles to accomplish His will. God uses miracles wow, to accomplish His will. Miracles are how God accomplishes His will. Miracles are how God accomplishes His will. God shows up by His Spirit and He begins to change things in this realm. 
God says, guess what? I am the God. And I have decided this is going to happen. Some of you got saved through a process. Some of you were maybe raised in a Christian home, were taught the Scriptures, and later in life, maybe after a crisis, maybe after God just chasing you, you just came to faith, and it was kind of a natural process. Some of you, that happened as a child. Some of this natural process happened a little later. Some of you, like me, it's just a miracle. It just was a supernatural. God just decided, I'm done with you being an idiot. It's time to get saved. Today is the day of salvation. You had no idea. It wasn't even on your radar. It wasn't something you were working toward. Maybe you even thought you were saved. Maybe you thought you were right with God. And then one day God just decided, I've had enough of this nonsense. Time to get saved. Amen. That, that's my testimony. Anybody else in here? Can you say that's my testimony? I didn't work toward it. I didn't even know how to work toward it. One day God showed up and he just accomplished his will in me. Can you just believe with me that 2021 is not just going to be the resuscitation of 2020. We're not just going to skip 2020 and then go into 2021 and hope that things can get a little better. What I'm believing for in 2021 is it's going to be the year of new beginnings. Not just trying to, not just trying to salvage 2020, but I'm literally starting a new beginning in this season, a supernatural beginning, a miracle beginning where God's story rushes into my story and I get where I'm supposed to be and I encounter God in his wisdom and I encounter God in his plan and he breaks in and he changes everything. You say amen. I'm believing for miracles this year. How about you? I'm believing for miracles in this season. I'm believing that God is going to touch people in my life. Stand with me if you would. I'm believing that he's going to touch people and he's going to salvage things and he's going to renew areas that feel like they are dead. Watch this. In Luke, he records Jesus saying, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to him who asks? God is a God of good gifts in this season. I'm believing in this Christmas season that God is going to give the best gift to many of us and that is the miraculous working of God in our life. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? Come on, give a shout to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are believing today. We are believing right now, Father. We are believing right now in the name of Jesus. We are saying we're not just believing in miracles. Come on, lift your voice. We're not just believing in miracles. We are believing for miracles in this season. We are believing for miracles in this season. We're believing for you to break into our natural realm with your supernatural realm. We're believing for you to come into our lives this season with your supernatural. We're believing you for miracles and we activate our faith today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you very much. Hallelujah.